evening and welcome to the Lotus Flower podcast. I am your host, Dr. Pamela Robinson, and I would like to welcome you once again into this virtual space. Tonight's episode has a very special guest that's going to be coming to us to talk to us about the topic of mental and emotional wellness, particularly how to handle worry, fear, stress, and all those emotions that keep us tied down and not being able to move forward in our lives. I was thinking about today the topic of fear. And as I was thinking, I said to myself, there was a time in my life that my late husband and I were traveling as missionaries to Port-au-Prince, Haiti. And we were with a group of other missionaries from the American Baptist churches. It's about eight years back. And as we were traveling, we had to land in Port-au-Prince, Haiti on the plane. But then after that, there was no other actual public transportation. So we actually had to get on a really dilapidated bus that they sent from the village to pick us up, to bring us into this village that had to be three hours away. So about 12 of us with all of our luggage loaded on this really dilapidated shaky bus. And we traveled all around these steep mountains and there was no infrastructure meaning that there was really no traffic lights, no traffic signals, no no way to regulate how fast the speed went or how slow it went. And then the lanes on the roads, they, were, they weren't paved. And so they weren't clearly marked as to the left side or the right side. And so we really took our lives into our own hands at that point, not knowing if we literally were going to fall off of the mountain as we traveled in this dilapidated bus that was packed with our luggage and with people, and it was hot and sweaty. And so as we traveled around these steep curves on this mountain, as we went up and up and up this mountain, we got closer and closer to the curve of the mountain to the degree that it looked as though we were gonna tip right over. And then as nightfall came, it was dark, with actually no light, only the light that was right there in the front of this dilapidated bus. And so it goes without saying that most of us on the bus, especially Americans, were really afraid. We were in fear for what could happen. But however, since we were believers, we trusted the Lord that he would bring us through that horrible situation and that fearful night in which it took about three and a half to four hours to travel from the airport to this village that was way far away, this remote area with no lights, no infrastructure. Yet and still, we trusted the Lord and we did not let the fear that we really were feeling in our spirits overtake us. You know, Paul in the Bible, it talks about how God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of sound mind. Well, we really took that 
particular scripture to heart and we followed it and we trusted that the Lord was going to take us through that situation that seemed as though it was unimaginable. Why? Because we had a purpose in mind. We wanted to go and help someone else. We wanted to overcome our very own fear to the degree that we was able to be utilized in a greater magnitude. We did not let stress, anxiety, worry, and all of the other negative emotions overtake us. Well, tonight, our guest, she's going to come to us and she's going to talk to us about fear and how fear itself can be crippling to the degree that it can cause anxiety, strife, tension, and all of the other emotions that overtake us to the degree that we cannot live a fruitful and productive life. My guest this evening is none other than Yale Israel. She is a highly sought after English and Spanish keynote speaker, business pioneer, international corporate consultant, and published author. She is a trained sociologist with extensive studies in psychology, human behavior, family dysfunction, mental health care treatment, and recovery, as well as counseling. Yale has over two decades of experience developing community-based programs and therapeutic empowerment conferences. Ms. Israel is a multimedia content creator. Her television productions have been featured on Fox 50 and various local and national networks. Yale is coined as the solutionologist for creating stellar solution-centered corporate trainings, professional development seminars, and bilingual family intervention programs internationally. Yale is the COO of Success and Beyond Global Enterprises, LLC, and the visionary chair of Beyond the Barriers Outreach Incorporated, where they are providing hope to the hopeless people throughout targeted, innovative services, connecting communities, crossing borders, and changing lives. Once again, our topic this evening on the Lotus Flower Podcast is mental and emotional wellness. And we're in season number three, episode number seven. At this time, I'd like to welcome our guest, Ms. Yale Israel. Could you please greet our guest this evening? Hey, everybody. I am Ya'ala, and I'm so excited to be with you guys tonight. Tell us a bit about what caused you to choose the topic this evening of emotional and mental wellness, particularly anxiety, fear, and worry. Well, I chose this topic because 
so many people are affected by the effects of poor or um, unaddressed mental health matters and they're unaware. So many people are unaware that mental and emotional health is even a thing. So I believe that platforms like yours, the Lotus Flower podcast and allowing us to um, just begin to dialogue about the topic of mental and emotional health is going to help many people to understand that it's important and it is a thing. Yes. And it's, it's very important to the degree that it can be crippling. Right. Meaning that it can literally stop us. We can be alive, but not really living. Walking around, walking around as though we're just really just in a fog or stuck. It could be just that crippling. So tonight's episode centered around mental and emotional wellness and how to cope with worry, fear, and anxiety is a topic that I'm sure many people are struggling with, especially coming out of the pandemic that we have just gone, that we have just gone through. So can you tell us a bit more about your background as a social, you said you are known as a sociologist. Yeah, so I've been coined as the solutionologist in the field of uh, mental and emotional health, specifically family intervention programs that I've been graced to help develop for hundreds of private and public institutions, even through my own um, creating family intervention programs internationally for the Spanish-speaking population as well as the English-speaking population. And through a couple of decades, I'm not going to tell you exactly how many because that's going to age me, but I'll say that (laughs) through uh, 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 some time um, of of professional experience, um, and I will say nearly two decades, it's been amazing to have uh, direct experience in terms of uh, providing counseling therapeutic solutions to individuals and groups, but also these same types of solutions to corporate entities that are needing assistance with managing their emotions, recognizing the signs of depression, anxiety, understanding mm-hmm. how fear affects us and understanding how um, emotional wellness will help to regulate your personal productivity. And at the end of the day, um, no matter what your role is um, as a mother, as a father, as a, uh, a person who's attempting to live a life of purpose, you can only be as effective as you are with people personally. You can only be as productive in your job as you can be personally productive. So once you have a good understanding of yourself and what's going on with you and health is regulated, mind, body, and spirit, you can be a more effective whatever you are to the world. That's yes, that makes perfect sense. Now, tell us a bit about your your um, background and and your educational experience that has actually brought you to where you are today. Yeah, so as a trained sociologist, of course, I've studied um, extensively in school for um, therapy related 
bills. However, as an entrepreneur, um, you start to see how your uh, passions will drive you in particular areas. And even people will be drawn to you for what you have inside, right? So I believe those things collide at some point and you'll start to see, well, hey, I keep getting questions about uh, how to overcome obstacles. I keep getting um, questions about how to overcome fears, how to get through things. And I was, so I realized this obviously is an important topic that affects lots of people overcoming the challenges. Like you said, they keep us in a fog. People want Mm -hmm. to be their best selves. People want to get to the next level. People want to live a good life. People want to prosper, meaning um, do good um, personally, but also be a good person for those who they're responsible for, right? Yes. You want to have a positive effect on the world, but you can't do that if you can't think clearly. You can't exactly. do that if you're in a fog. You can't do that if you feel stuck, not to the level that you want to. So I just saw a trend over the years personally and mm-hmm. professionally um, doing conferences for people uh, via the television, via radio shows, uh, via personal conferences that we created mm-hmm. um, here and abroad uh, for, for entities. And people needed help to get from here to there. And we all need help from yes. getting from here to there and talking about uh, what's going on up here and understanding that is the first step to getting to the next level. Yes. Now you have um, actually founded two uh, businesses. One is Beyond the Barriers Outreach Incorporated. And as I went and I read some of your bio to the audience, but as well as I did my own research, I went on to LinkedIn and I went on some websites and really learned a lot about your background. And I was so impressed. I want you to know. So I want the audience to know that the Beyond the Barriers Outreach, as I researched, it said that it strives to connect at-risk populations of youth and young adults with community-centered programming to increase family bonding, emotional well-being, and financial stability. And um, can you tell us a little a bit more about this particular initiative, Beyond the Barriers Outreach Incorporated, and, and why did you start that? Yeah, sure. So bilingual um, services are a core of all of our entities. However, Beyond the Barriers Outreach is very special. It's our nonprofit organization affiliate that is focused, as you mentioned, on the youth. Um, And I believe that the youth um, are our future leaders and we have to invest in their well-being. We have to invest in their education. And I believe that entrepreneurship is a part of that, but First of all, recognizing the gifts within, helping to train and mentor them in a, a direction that can help them see beyond the barriers, as yes. the name of the organization um, says, mm-hmm. is the key. And there are so many barriers um, as we serve at-risk population, those who are disenfranchised, those who are um, so-called marginalized and see not many areas of opportunities, whether it be professionally, um, they're dealing with obstacles in their family life, um, Mm -hmm. personal dysfunction um, within their homes, possibly being displaced. um, Mm -hmm. And we're helping them to see have vision beyond the barriers of those Mm -hmm. things to realize the great potential that lies within, but also to restore hope as our motto is, there is hope. At the end of the day, 
once a person has hope restored, you can often get past any obstacle because you realize there's more. Um, so our goal is to make a positive impact on individuals, which impacts our community, which impacts our legacy, future generations, and depositing skills that we have um, in helping young people to see that they have great potential and they can, in fact, get beyond the barriers, whether that's emotional, mental, um, any other physical barriers they are that attempt to restrict them. Yes, Ms. Israel, so what are some of the barriers that young people face that you have worked with or that you still work with? Definitely um, socioeconomic limitations, um, perceived um, lack of self-worth. Mm -hmm. um, there are various obstacles that are literally related to our topic, which are unidentified mental and emotional needs that need to be addressed that have affected their productivity in life. So sometimes we become accustomed to being a certain way and don't realize there's other ways, there's other ways of living. And mm -hmm. we say sometimes you can get so accustomed to dysfunction that you don't realize what functional living is like. Exactly. So we help to through these intervention programs, um, diversion programs, um, educational programs, and counseling support, specifically help them to identify areas of dysfunction, but also help them to build a healthy self-esteem to get beyond all of those barriers, whether it be issues in school, um, linguistic barriers, mm -hmm. literally language barriers, yes, right? Yes. So providing those Spanish English services will allow that entire population to have access at a greater capacity to mm -hmm. opportunities. And so there's many levels to the barriers, but just in the communities that we serve, unfortunately, there are a plethora of things that can be perceived barriers and give them a sense of hopelessness. And we try to combat that. Yes. And um, and as as I uh, started the podcast and I gave that example of of my late husband and I going as missionaries into Port-au-Prince, Haiti. And as we had barriers of fear going around this steep mountain in the dark where you could even see your hand in front of your face, that was the barrier. But in order for us to get to where we really wanted to be, and that is to help other people. We, we had to face that fear. We had to overcome the barrier that was fear that was very real. It right. wasn't something imagined. So I liken that to some of the fears that the young people you're talking about are going through. Yeah. Some, things, some things to us may seem as though, you know, this is trivial. Why right. would you why would you fear just getting up in the morning and going to your local high school? Right. And sitting sitting there in class learning. Why would why would that be so fearful to you? But we don't yeah. know, like you said, we don't know what's going on psychologically for the person. We don't know what has happened before they even left their home that Correct. and what went on last night at the home. There could be a lot of chaos going on in the home there they could be actually hungry sitting there yes. they could they they could fear that maybe an accident is going to happen maybe even a school shooting unfortunately that has unfortunately, so unfortunately. These, these things are real yeah. so but in order to get to 
what we need in terms of graduating from high school, we have to go through that fearful situation. And then that is where your, sounds like where your programs come in at and your therapeutic counseling come in at. Yeah, I appreciate the fact that you actually um, mentioned the presence of real fearful situations. There's there's, and we're, I'm sure we're going to be talking about worry um, and anxiety and fear and how they yes. differ possibly a little. But the fact is that the children that we serve, the young people that we serve, the families that we serve, there are very present dangers which give them cause to be afraid. Um, there are literal reasons to be afraid at times. The young people that we serve have witnessed homicides um, mm-hmm. on their ways to school, you know, coming back from school. They have witnessed homicides in their schools, in their neighborhoods. They have um, lost friends. Um, specifically in our program, we have lost um, various participants that were very close to us, family members, myself, mm-hmm. which was a part of the passion and the purpose in uh, dedicating that type of attention to these particular populations. We see the real um, life fears that are present that they have come to adjust to, unfortunately, because they have no other choice. Um, This is the environment, right? So um, they're real fears and Mm -hmm. they're not in their mind. (laughs) These are literal fears. Right, things that are not they're not um, just things that they're perceiving that's going on and, um, but they are. But oftentimes those of us that may not have that same narrative in our lives, maybe we just don't get it. We right. might just say, well, you just need to move on. Yeah. So that, that brings us to this topic of why is it important? The topic of mental and emotional health. Why is that important to even discuss at this day and age? Well, it's important to discuss in this day and age because there are so many different things that are going on beyond our control, whether it is the political climate, whether it's things in your own home, uh, the changes in um, the economy. You know, we don't have any control over the changes in the economony, inflation, Mm -hmm. um, whether, you know, things are affected, prices are are high, people are concerned about the longevity of their uh, jobs and the of their ability to provide for their families. People are concerned mm-hmm. about, um, you know, what life is going to look like in years. We've experienced COVID, as you mentioned, um, yes. this pandemic, which has changed the uh, way that we see the world. Our reality has shifted to a new reality. You know, things that we yes. never thought were possible are possible in terms of right illnesses, diseases, uh, pestilence, and things that can affect us. It's become a reality to some who maybe who weren't aware that they could. So now that we have these things that literal things that are happening, it has Mm -hmm. caused a greater sense of awareness. um, Yes. Which creates possibly a greater sense of anxiety and fear. Yes, exactly. And so discussing this topic at, at this day and age is in discussing it, does that breathe life into those areas to the degree that at that point it becomes something that, that we normalize or is it something that we shouldn't just normalize but actually tr- diagnose and treat? Well, I guess to segue into that question, which is a a multi-layered question. I would like to yes. try to address all of it. Um, mm-hmm. The answer is 
we should address it as often as possible because mm -hmm. as often as possible, we can discuss our feelings um, about things that we worry about, um, are concerned heavily about, are anxious about, and possibly fearful about can help us mm -hmm. to reduce those feelings. Um, mm -hmm. Because those feelings aren't positive feelings. They're not helpful feelings. When I say positive, I mean they aren't helpful to you. Um, yes. Worry, um, for example, I'm going to just kind of define in my own way what worry mm -hmm. is because maybe people have normalized worry. Oh, you worry mm -hmm. so much. Oh, you worry so much. It's just what I do. But worry mm -hmm. affects you physiologically. Yes. Worrying extensively affects your body composition. It affects mm -hmm. your health. People who worry a lot and have not learned to cope with um, life stressors effectively yes. are mm -hmm. more prone to diseases, you know, mm -hmm. high blood pressure, you know, all types of yes. heart diseases, cardiac issues. Um, it affects your mm -hmm. skin. It affects your um, ability to uh, interact with people appropriately, which affects your quality of life. It affects everything. So yes, mm -hmm. it's important on every level. So I'll just try to define um, worry for some who may not be aware of what it is. But when worry. you, when you, as you define worry, can you tell the audience how, how would they actually move beyond the state of worrying about everything that happens in their lives? What are they to do to actually deal with that very real emotion? Sure, I actually have. Uh, uh, I'm not going to put it out there and not allow them to have something to latch on to. Um, so you're on it. You're ahead. But I got you. I'm definitely going to address <laughs> what you can do. And I believe just from my world worldview that there's an answer, a solution um, mm -hmm. in the, the Holy Scriptures. So okay. that's my first uh, place of drawing my strength from my um, way of looking at how to solutionize anything. Okay. And then there are other mm -hmm. resources that we can also supplement that will assist us, right? So yes. worry, I kind of define as when you allow your mind to dwell on what you perceive is a, as a trouble, or you allow your mind to sit in a place that is dwelling on difficulties, problems, yes. things that you cannot control. You're concerned in an unproductive way about mm -hmm. things that may or may not happen. And the reality is things that may or may not happen are way out there. You don't, you can't control what is or isn't going to happen. So the way mm -hmm. that you first want to deal with worry is to recognize that, hey, Am I thinking about something that I have control over? Right. Okay. You have to be aware. Mm -hmm. You know, is this mm -hmm. thought, this concern, and we'll leave it at a concern right now. Is this mm -hmm. concern? Do I have control over the outcome of this? If the answer is no, uh -huh. then we have to start redirecting our thoughts in a place uh that will draw peace as opposed to internal disease about things that we don't have control about. So I always I love see. to think about the scripture in Philippians 4, 8, that tells us exactly where we should think, you know, instead oh, of mm -hmm. worrying, instead of consuming, allowing thoughts, unproductive thoughts to consume your mind, you want to think on mm -hmm. things 
that are above, things that are on a higher level, things that are true, mm-hmm. things that are lovely, things that are pure, things that are of a good report. And then mm-hmm. that will allow you to have a focal point mm-hmm. other than the things that you're worrying about. Both those I things see. can't 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 stay in your mind at the same time. So I can make a choice. Mm-hmm. Am I gonna, you know, uh consume my let my mind be consumed by uh, unproductive things that I have no control about, or am I gonna focus on the good? Am I gonna focus on things that I actually know are certain that are helpful to me? You know, we as mental health professionals, we teach people the skill of thought stopping. That right. when the thought pops into your head, just like a pop-up blocker on your computer, yeah. you're actually to you know to pop it right back down. And that's where we would apply that scripture that you just said. So I yes. would say that if so, if that worry and that comes up, that thought comes up at that time, would you say to replace it then, as you exactly. said, you each and every each and every time? If say if it happens like 15 times in one hour, would that person just continue to <laughs> repeat? That same scripture, in, even if they don't say it out loud, even right. if they just say it in, in their head. Because there's so many real. techniques that you can offer a person in that is having, depending on the level, you know, and how quickly these thoughts are coming. But my general mm-hmm. blanket recommendation would be as a start. Yeah, why not? Because like okay. that is a focal point to mm-hmm. have that will replace whatever you're thinking about. Instead of thinking about this, I'm thinking about this. And as you meditate, on a new thing, you're reprogramming your mind to go to a different focal point. Just like, you know, when people have children, they tell you to look at a certain place on the wall, right? You know, focus, focus there. Why are you pushing through that pain? Look, look at me, look at me, you know? So instead of looking there at the wind, the rain, the storm, the, the, the trials and the tribulations, you want to focus in another place that is going to draw your attention to a positive um, place to focus. It's the same type of concept. Exactly. That's great. So define uh, anxiety. What is the definition of anxiety? Sure. So anxiety and and worry are related, but I feel that there are levels to it. So worry is a certain level where, you know, you're starting to allow these unproductive feelings to fester and you're sitting in them and it can take you into a direction where you can kind of be parked. And you mentioned to being in a place of a fog or being stuck. Mm -hmm. And anxiety is another level where now um, I have a heightened sense of concern, a more heightened sense of concern that is affecting me in a negative way about, again, Mm -hmm. things that I cannot control, that I'm not certain are or are not going to happen. I'm overly Mm -hmm. concerned, anxious, uneasy about things that may happen in the future, things that I fear may harm me or have a negative effect on me or may not turn out the way I would like them to turn out or just Mm -hmm. things that I don't know are going to happen. I have an uneasy um, feeling that is negative affecting me unduly, undue Mm -hmm concern about what could or couldn't happen. And now I'm in a place where I can feel it more in my body. I can feel it in my breathing. I can feel it um, more physiologically. You know, it is affecting me where um, some people have, there's levels, they actually hyperventilate where they can, they're losing Mm -hmm. their breath. They have to, you know, 
get someone to help them to calm because the feelings of angst of uh-huh. fear has yes. affected them and they're immobilized they're mm-hmm. stuck because of anxiety right we have people that won't That's leave right. their home because of certain phobias they're anxious about maybe being out in public they right. um have fears that something may happen when they leave covid right. has caused that effect on a lot of people they're fearful mm-hmm. of being around other people they're anxious when they're in crowds they're feeling oh this is a very uncomfortable for me so mm-hmm. anxiety is more a higher level a heightened sense of uneasiness uh fearful feelings that affect your body and affect your movement in the things that you do and oftentimes as i have worked with people of color i have noticed that they hold these things in their body and actually as you stated so clearly that it actually comes out through high blood pressure. It comes out through a chronic headache. It's going to come out through, you're going to have gout or you're going to have some swelling or you're going to have some hypertension going on. And you wonder what is the root cause of these things? Right. It all stem back to unaddressed anxiety, unaddressed um, fears, unaddressed negative or toxic emotions that we have not been able to release through talking, through understanding how they affect us, through consistently learning effective coping skills, because we can never alleviate ourselves from the trials of life. Those things are beyond our control, you know, Mm -hmm. but we can learn how to cope and make sure that we're regulating ourselves in a way that we are um, able to function at our highest capacity as opposed to having dis-ease in yes. our body because of unaddressed uh, mental or emotional um, needs. And yes. what I would like to also add to that is um, this particular area to meditate in. You know, uh, Philippians, again, four and six tell us not to be anxious about anything. anything. Don't be anxious for anything. But in every situation, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, you want to make your request known unto the Most High and peace comes. You know, pray about everything. Meditate mm-hmm. in the things that you need. Express those things. Express your concerns. Um, Like you mm-hmm. said, we as people hold those things in. But a place of prayer right. is a great place to pour out your concerns, to cast your cares on the Lord because he cares for you. Now, oftentimes men in particular have issues with being able to release those emotions and being able to get before the Lord and maybe even release in tears and cry because maybe it's not seen as manly at all. But why don't we talk to the men that are listening tonight and encourage them that there is a place that they can go to this quiet place in their home, in their closet, in their car, where they're walking. We have a lot of trails here in North Carolina, maybe walking on the trail, where they can actually steal away and release some of that emotional anxiety that they're carrying in their bodies that's robbing them of the years a productive life that they can have. Right. I want to first say that 
if you've been told that expressing your emotions is not manly, if um, feeling things is abnormal, if uh, crying when you need to release in a mm-hmm. place, whether it's publicly or privately, is not mm-hmm. manly, I want to tell you straight up that is completely untrue. It is the most yes. manly thing that you can do, we understand that men carry um, the most weight of the world. I mean, they have so many responsibilities. We can't even begin to conceptualize um, how they manage all of the things that they have to be concerned about, families, their children, the responsibilities of caring for so many people. And it's I I can't imagine the weight, but I wanna say the most manly thing you can do is like she said, be okay personally with yes. knowing what you can feel and that it, you can release um, human emotions, which are yes. fears, which are doubts at times. And then mm-hmm. I want to even go a step further saying that hopefully you will have the courage to, for those who you trust in, in your safe places, whether it's a spouse, um, whether mm-hmm. it's a or aunt or sister that you will go and if you're feeling overwhelmed we need you guys so we need you yes in a place that is mentally healthy i'm advising you i'm encouraging you to go to someone that you trust and talk to them allow them to be your safe place to fall allow them to allow you to be the man that you are which has emotions which feels and you will (laughs) surprised to see how much you are one feeling better but you are like wow she appreciates my emotion and it's okay no one is looking at me differently she respects me more because she sees that I feel we know you feel and we want you to be healthy don't hold it in and then go by yourself. Know that it's okay to be by yourself and regulate. And if you need to cry, you need to yell, you need to walk a trail and you have a lot to deal with. We need you strong. So that's let it out. And that's a part of release and cleansing. Shed those tears. That's manly. That's so manly. That's right. That's right. And also as we rear our little boys, when they when Johnny falls down and scrapes that little knee, yeah. we tell him you get back up and you better not cry because yeah. that is you are not being a tough little boy. Yeah. Or he goes, he goes out there and he runs down the street and then he is bullied by some other boys or down the down the road and they're picking at him and all. Well, we teach him, you know, you had better fight, 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 yeah. and be tough and don't come back here telling me that someone punched you or beat you up or something because I yeah. want to hear it. those types of things is the way that we socialize our little our little boys so should some what you say as a professional sociologist that um, as you have studied does is that damaging the way that we shape our little boys or or should there be a balance there should we shape them some sometimes in that particular way and then maybe other times allow them to be a little bit more emotional or should we or is there like a gray area there no gray area no it's extremely damaging and unfortunately we've learned you know as a whole i'm speaking as a blanket statement you know 
we've okay. learned as a whole, you know, social uh, gender roles and what's appropriate for a man and what's not appropriate for a man, you know, through people who learned it yes. from people. And, and, and sometimes yes. they were taught things that were just incorrect, you know. Yes. Um, so we have to be wise enough to speak to that and say, no, this was in a, inappropriate. This was incorrect. This was okay. not necessarily accurate. Um, mm-hmm. You are still a person. Uh, no matter what gender you are, we all have a gamut of emotions and yes. everyone's feelings. Everyone has a need to have their feelings uh, recognized, um, yes. affirmed, no matter what state you're in, whether you're a man or a woman, no one wants to have feelings that aren't affirmed. So no, professionally, uh, the, the, the response is everyone needs to have their feelings affirmed, whatever those feelings are. <laughs> so I we see. need to reteach our young men that you feel and there's a proper way to channel all of us, you know, our emotions at the appropriate time. Mm-hmm. And you, it's okay for you to feel the gamut of human, the spectrum of, of, of human emotions in their appropriate mm-hmm. place and time. Right. Yes. I, in the appropriate place and time and that, right. that what matters and all. Yes. And I'd like to say welcome to those that are listening this evening. I see there are several people that are online at this time. And if you have any questions, you're welcome to type them in the chat. And if we get to those this evening, we will address them as we go on. And um, I know we talked about, you know, what are some of the negative effects if we did not cope with those emotions well and fear anxiety and worry. But what are some things that you've seen in your own uh, work with people that have not addressed these particular emotions appropriately? What are some negative things that might have um, occurred because of, of this? Yeah, we we haven't, I'll, I'll segue into the last um, topic, which is fear. We talked a little bit about worry, the next level up, which is anxiety and Fear, which I define as a painful emotion of an expected evil to come. You know, fear, there's a healthy fear. And like I mentioned, those very real situations that those young people and others are dealing with, there's present danger. That's why we have that signal of fear um, that is inside of us when, you know, you see an animal, you know, that might be coming. Oh, no, you know, that's a healthy fear. However, um, the things that we, some people have real situations that have caused to have a real fear, but we still have to understand how to regulate that healthy fear, right? But then we have unhealthy fear that's in that area of worry and anxiety. And this is the highest level where it's a spirit and emotion that can cripple you and literally prohibit you from um, accomplishing your goals. It can affect you in your work life. It can affect your relationship with everyone that you are around. Some people have um, become, have phobias, I mentioned. They they won't leave yes. their homes. You know, um, fear can literally kill you. So this mm-hmm. is the extreme and I'm not trying to be dramatic. I'm, I want to be, uh, create a, a level of urgency to understand that you can't allow certain things just to hang out. I've seen personally mm-hmm. and professionally when people let fear that is unregulated, healthy or unhealthy, live in their body, live in their mind. Um, mm-hmm. And 
they do things that are unhealthy to themselves, um, Mm -hmm. whether it's uh, abuse through alcohol and drugs, because you're trying to numb the pain because it is painful. You know, sometimes negative emotions, traumas that we've gone through are painful. And that's why people turn to some type of unhealthy coping mechanism whether it's promiscuous uh, behavior, whether it is drugs right. and alcohol, whether it is um, risky things that uh, you're just overeating, you know, and not minding your life. You're not caring for your body because you are in pain. You're trying yes. to anesthetize the pain that you feel, right? That is yes. a normal thing that we do. So what I've seen is there's levels people have um, eating themselves into oblivion where they're mm-hmm. now so overweight that they cannot function in life and they have to be on all types of medication to function. Mm-hmm. I've seen it manifest where people have so many sicknesses and diseases in their body that mm-hmm. it's because of repressed emotions, not speaking um, throughout their times when this was growing and festering on the inside, these fears unregulated, right? Yes. I've seen, yes. unfortunately, people hurt other people because of the fear and the pain that they're in. Hurt people do what? Hurt Hurt people, people, right? That manifests in relationships, you know, um, aggressive situations that can turn into domestic violence, that can turn into all kinds of situations because you're in pain. There's all kinds of pain. And unfortunately, I've seen the highest level when people have had signs of fears, um, pain, um, mm-hmm. inside and they were unaddressed and they felt that they had enough. They couldn't mm-hmm. take the pain anymore. They couldn't, they didn't have an answer for the pain. They didn't know how to regulate the pain and the pain was too much. So they decided to relieve mm-hmm. themselves of the pain permanently. They decided to remove themselves from this world. Right. I see. So yes, we've seen those things and our goal is to prevent people from uh, committing suicide right? And having others harm themselves. So that's the highest level of effects that I've seen. And this is why this topic is very important. Yes. And when you, when you speak to someone that, that is at that highest level of, of fear, how, how do you actually deescalate that situation where you can bring them back down to a calm and peaceful state where they are at a sound mind again. Depending on the details of what's happening, I would just say a a general idea is to be present with a person to one, help them to realize that they're not the only one who is dealing with what they're dealing with. Um, Mm -hmm. This is not uncommon. These types of trials and are common to men. Everyone goes through them. You just might not know. Um, yes. You know who's going through what. Everyone mm-hmm. masks things differently, but everyone mm-hmm. deals with something, right? So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to make sure that they understand that I understand that I okay. have had my own trials with worry, with anxiety, with fear, and professional or not, this is my area of expertise. It does not exempt me from my personal Mm -hmm. trials in these areas Mm -hmm. being affected by life situations. So I'm going to let them know you're not alone. I understand. 
what you're going through. But there is hope that goes back to the motto of our organizations. People need to realize in a moment of hopelessness that although mm-hmm. you feel that there isn't hope, there still is yes. hope. And once you can see hope, you can get past the pain of the present to the vision of a better future. And my goal mm-hmm. is to infuse them with hope and with um, the vision of the next moment, because this moment, this too shall pass. You know, and if yes, you get past this moment. <laughs> There's so much more ahead. So those are just a few things that I'm going to do right there in that moment. However, Mm -hmm. depending on the details, again, of what this person is dealing with, I'm going to literally connect them to resources that will help them in their journey. Everybody needs somebody. No man is an island. And no matter how strong you are, and I take Mm -hmm. no glory in being strong. I'm not. No, I have strength, you know. Yes. But I am not the strong, whatever, whatever you finish the sentence. I am yes. fragile. <laughs> I, I need see. help. I appreciate um, my resources that pour back into me. And I know when I need help and I'm going to reach out for it. And that is the most um, beautiful thing to do. And I'm going to connect them to people who can help them on their journey so they won't ever feel uh-huh. alone. But they also have literal help to keep them day by day. Now, Miss Israel, you you mentioned that I, you used the word I, you said I am not always strong. There are parts of me that are weak and there are parts of me that are fragile. Now, yes. how, how important is it for those that are listening this evening and for those that are listening later on, for them to actually own up to that and say, especially those that are leaders, yes. pastors, teachers, yeah, ther- therapists, principals, yeah. you know, police officers, you have your first first responders, people yeah. that are really supposed to be strong all the time. How important is it for those types of people to admit that they have areas in their lives that they may not be so strong in? Yeah, I, I, I'm going to address everyone, but then I do want to separate it to women because I did make it personal and I said I... Um, But all of those people, especially many of us who wear various different hats, we have to learn how to compartmentalize our roles, right? So although I have this hat on right now um, in terms of a therapeutic clinician, you know, um, it's still in me. But when I'm in Mm -hmm. my personal time with my family, that is not the role I'm in. I'm a a friend, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, I'm an auntie, you know, and I'm in a different role. So you have to learn how to take those hats off and embody the other elements of who you are. That's not all you are. You are a first responder. You do care. You do um, help us through the hardest times and and rescue people, but you also need to be rescued at times. That doesn't make you exempt from Mm -hmm. your own personal uh, needs. That doesn't make you not have needs. So for all of those people, we have to learn how to take the hats off and realize Mm -hmm. that we all have emotions. It's okay to have emotions. We're not always gonna be strong. And a part of that issue is the programming that when you are a first responder, you are a person who's teaching people certain skills, or you are a leader Mm -hmm. that people do depend on you, Mm -hmm. but you have to learn how to have a hierarchy of dependence. People need me, but I also need people who can pour in to me. Mm -hmm. 
have people depending on you, but you need to depend on somebody too. Iron sharpens iron. That's right. We need a circle of support, everybody, no matter how strong you are, because this is the thing, the programming that we always have to be strong is another construct that I wish to dismantle. Yes. You know, because it's not true. And if you make it okay to not be strong all the time, you will not have to repress your emotions because you can say, hey, listen, I'm really weak right now. I'm, I'm feeling a little overstressed. Like this is it's bothering mm-hmm. me. This is feeling a little bit overwhelming. I need to take a break. Yes. I need to step back. I need to regulate myself mm-hmm. to be able to handle what I need to handle first. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's a moment. And I don't consider it weakness. It's a moment of reality. You can't, you're not Superman. You're not right. superhuman. You are a person that has emotions and it's normal to feel tired, to feel overwhelmed, to need a break, mm-hmm. relief. So understand that first mm-hmm. and then have a group, a support system that you can pull from. Everybody needs somebody mm-hmm. and you need a higher level of strength to pull from. Mm-hmm. Find those people and connect to them and be okay with not everybody now. I'm not saying tell everybody your business, but have those few confidants that you know you can trust yes. that are safe places for you and that have that strength that can pour into you personally and you say hey lay it all out <laughs> I'm done I feel like I'm, I can't do this anymore I'm tired I'm stressed yes. I'm fearful about this I'm anxious about this and you will not believe how much better you'll feel just by being okay with your feelings and getting it out and then having your moment breathe, uh-huh. you know, yes. Put your other hat back on and keep going. Right. <laughs> That's great. That's great. So will that, would that also include therapy? Is it okay? Yes. Is it okay to seek out yeah. a trained professional to actually meet with maybe even on a weekly basis to share yes. some of the things that we're going through and all, or does, yes. or does that mean that you are crazy? Crazy. Right. That's the, that's unfortunately a programming that has been taught to um, a lot of people um, specifically uh, of color. You know, we've been taught that this is uh, unconventional. This is not the way, you know, this is um, mm-hmm. you, you can handle it. You know, you're strong, you know, you can just, pray about it or, you know, and I'm, we've already established, you know, those are the first things that I told you to do Yeah, that that's the first place you go to. So I'm not saying don't do that, yes. but there are other elements of cognition that are you go to a doctor because a doctor is skilled at dealing with a health issue that you is above your pay grade, right. In the yes. elements of your body as well mm-hmm. is mental and emotional dysregulation there are various conditions that you can benefit from by having an experienced clinician to to assist you in those areas, just like you have a doctor for your hypertension, just like you have a doctor for your back. We have to begin to see these cognitive disorders that are present genetically um, in some people that are present because of trauma and others that are present at various levels, but they are real. Um, We've unfortunately been taught that, oh, it's just this, oh, it's just worry, oh, it's just doubt, oh, it's just fear. There could be various things going on. Um, And as people who have uh, historically experienced a great deal of trauma, Mm -hmm. we have so much 
unaddressed trauma at a basic level, add on trauma to trauma, you can benefit from talking to someone if you're feeling overwhelmed. And that's my recommendation to anybody, Mm -hmm. no matter what your background is. If something's too heavy for you, stop trying to carry it, right? You need to reach out for assistance by skilled people who can assist you that's spiritually first. Uh And then if there's other things that may be going on where you need medical attention, you reach out for it as well. If you need clinical Mm -hmm. assistance, reach out for it. Yes. And um, how would a person go about selecting a culturally affirming therapist? The great thing about the internet now and um, the resources that are available, you can literally kind of pick the type of therapist that you need based on what you, your preferences. Okay. In times past, you kind of used to just get matched with somebody, you know, and, you know, you go sit on the couch, right? Yes. But it's not that way. (laughs) There's so many different types of therapists and clinicians that are available that have specialties and you can literally just like you uh pick your uber eats foods and put this in the bag put this in the bag yes um you can pick a clinician that has um affinities toward the things that you need that has specializations in the things that you feel uh you need someone with expertise in that has an a relatable cultural background that you feel you need. It's not just a box that you have to go to this type of therapist or that type of therapist. You can literally find a therapist that is right for you and you're going to need a therapist that is right for you. It's not going to work if you have someone that you do not feel comfortable with, someone that you feel does not, cannot identify with you or your your life. Um, Every therapist should have a therapist, right? Right. Yes. Yes. That's right. right. That's right. right. So we. Yes. We, I, we, I we have. I have a therapist. I have a therapist. I have a therapist. That's right. So I'm a therapist, <laughs> but healthy therapists have therapists. That's right. It's like you know, you have used to have that uh, hairdresser, but mm-hmm. she would never have her hair done. Like, how are you going to be a hairdresser and you don't do your hair? Like, you know. So. Like, right. <laughs> well, I'm I'm here to tell you, listening audience, I have a therapist. I see my therapist every Wednesday. Every Wednesday evening, I'm in this this virtual space with my therapist and I'm talking right. over some things. And that doesn't mean that that I'm emotionally fragile, that I'm the word that they call crazy, which is a derogatory word at all. Yeah. It actually means that I'm healthy and I want right. to ma- maintain my emotional and mental health so that I yep. can actually better serve the people that, that the Lord has made me responsible for. You know, so right. I, I would encourage you to seek out the, the therapist and um, someone that's culturally affirming and someone that's that's if you are a Christian, someone that's spiritual, that can relate right. to you in that area as well. And it, you'll see how much difference it makes, especially with the mental and emotional wellness. Now, Ms. Israel, tell us what are some resources that are available for those who may be struggling with their mental and or emotional health. Right. So the internet is a great resource to locate. I would just start first with things that are free, things that um, can just kind of help you stabilize while you're possibly finding a therapist, right? Yeah. So you mentioned uh, spiritual groups that might be available to you. 
Um, you want to reach out to those who you trust within your faith community, yes. those who you may trust and see a strength within your family circles and everybody that is not necessarily family comes in many ways. That's right. Just because a person is not your blood, they could be family to you. Right. So That's I mean, right. within your family circle, whether mm -hmm. these are people who raised you, people who you grew up with, people who you see as family, find your strength and be OK with just kind of releasing, connecting and getting connected with the feeling that it is okay to talk about how I am feeling and when I'm not okay. That yes. is okay to do that. Mm -hmm. And while you're doing that, you want to look for free resources like support groups. Okay. And sometimes you'll be surprised that there are great support groups in your community. If you just kind of Google depression, um, recovery groups or, um, anxiety or recovery groups or self-help groups. Yes. You just start to look for places in your community. They have resources in community centers and behavioral health centers in that are offered for free yes. a lot of times. And just by going out, doing new things, venturing yes. out to connect to these groups, you will be amazed at how helpful it is. You'll start to connect with other people who are on the same journey as you, but yes. also who are learning to have better mental and emotional help. You'll connect to new resources that you never knew exist to give you a better quality of life. And that's what we all need. You do yes. not want to leave this world um, early when you can prevent it. And I mean by mm -hmm. doing things that are damaging to yourself yes. and not taking care of your mental and emotional health is damaging to yourself. Just like overeating mm -hmm. is damaging to yourself. Just like abusing alcohol and drugs is damaging to yourself. We have to start seeing not addressing our mental and emotional health that same way. Exactly. And that that's excellent. Excellent. Now, um, I know that you are a, a published author of several books and uh, I think five, as you stated, when we talked earlier. Can you tell us a little yeah. bit about the books that you have published and some of the topics that they are centered around and how that might help us specifically the one book that actually has a lot to do with the topic that we're speaking on this evening. Yeah. So definitely over the past decade um, in journaling and creating intervention programs that were solution focused for not only behavioral health organizations, schools, and uh, redirection programs for young people, counseling services for adults, it kind of showed me a pattern of needs mm -hmm. within the community, which reflectively uh, showed me my own needs um, that were in my journal. Okay. Um, and then I started to see a pattern like, oh, wow. We all are really struggling with having a level of motivation to go on when we're faced with crises. We are all needing extra assistance to overcome obstacles in our daily walk, everybody. Yes. We're all needing um, to have a greater sense of uh, strength when we're pursuing purpose and attempting to achieve um greatness and that means different things to different people i just mean a higher level of productivity in your your god-ordained purpose your life calling you know that could be as simple as being a great mother mm -hmm. a mother that you desire to be to your children to you know whatever uh has been purposed in your heart that's going to benefit you know your people those types of things whatever yes the point is 
I've noticed that we all need more attention in understanding how to overcome obstacles, how to develop patience during trials, how to regulate our emotions. And these themes are the themes that I write about um, yes. in thought leadership books, self-help books, um, yes. corporate leadership books. Lots of people come to uh, us um, at Success and Beyond Global Enterprises, which is our for-profit organization that creates these amazing um, bilingual Spanish-English books, as well as community programs and Spanish educational programs. Yes. And they come to get motivation, whether it's to uh, start a business that's yes. going to help them be more productive on a greater level mm -hmm. to overcome fear um, as they pursue their purpose, but maybe just to be more productive in their personal life. And that comes with understanding yourself and taking care of yourself and your emotions. So that's what I write about a lot. And the latest book that you have just released, can you tell us about that book in particular and where can they actually purchase it? Absolutely. So the latest book um, I wrote is called Doing Time. And this book, uh, Doing Time, they, I always have books with double entendres. You know, there's various <laughs> levels to the of the books. Yes. But this particular book is about the plight of our life journey. And the reality is that we are all doing time in our life journey. We have so much of it mm -hmm. to uh do the things that we're called to do. So we have to, one, the taglines are maximize the moment. We okay. have to realize that there is a certain amount of time that we're dealing with and we have to be in the moment yes. to be present enough to not be in worry because mm -hmm. worry is about things that are coming in the future. Fears and those traumas about the past have already gone. So we have to learn how to deal with those things, right? To be in the moment so we can be present and maximize the now, yeah. right? Yes. Being present with our families, being present with the people who we're connected to, being effective in what we're doing right now, breathing and being happy about the breath that you have right now. Sometimes that's a job for people. They don't understand that this Breathing, as she was stating, is a huge part of that book, doing time. And lastly, the other two parts of the tag says, you know, um, prevailing in the pit. We've kind of talked about all types of pits that we go into in life, right. hard times. You know, your low might be different from my low. And then after you get past that low in the next couple of years, you might have a lower low. But this exactly. journey of life, it goes up and down. We have to learn in this book. It teaches us about enduring hard times like a good soldier doing time. It encompasses yes. enduring trials and hard times like a good soldier and you have to have a certain perspective of overcoming even at your lowest to get yes. to your highest right sometimes yes. it will propel you to your palace and lastly that book is about persevering in purpose the key word is persevering mm -hmm. you can't quit no matter what's going on when you're doing yes. time in this mm -hmm. life journey you have to have a mentality of the big picture which is eternity, you know, everything else is really incomparable into the, in, in, a, in comparison to eternity. So we yes. have to view these light afflictions that we go through in this 
time period that we're here, they're nothing to be compared with the glory that's going to be revealed if we endure, if we persevere in purpose. So this book, Doing Time, is a powerful asset to help you understand mm-hmm. how to develop patience. And patience is key, but also also persevere during your hard times in life. That's That is excellent. And to purchase a copy of, of this book or any of your books, you can go to Yalai Israel Books, Publications, and Conference Events. And that is your particular website. Yeah, I'll give can- you a website. Um, they can actually go directly to the author website, which is www.yayaisrael.com. www.yayayisrael.com. I-S-R-A-E-L.com, www.yayaisrael.com. You can yes. purchase a copy of uh, our book publications there. That book, Doing Time, is actually on the home page, and it gives you mm-hmm. an outline of the amazing, great things that you will learn from that book. Um, then it also has a tab where you can see all of our conferences, our consultative services, our Spanish language labs, if you're into that, for your professional development. But we have conferences and seminars on pretty much every topic that are going to help you in personal productivity. That's good. That's good. And before we uh, close this evening, you and I, as we spoke before coming on air, you had mm-hmm. shared with me that you have worked with with the late Miles uh, Monroe and his wife. And yeah. I just I wanted you to share with our audience some of the things that you have done with um, the late, great and renowned Miles Monroe and his uh, late wife with the listening audience this evening. Yeah. Um, As I think back to uh, those precious years, about seven that I had to be as a mentee, Um, I was young in entrepreneurship and developing uh, some of my organizations. And he uh, definitely was a, a personal mentor in terms of entrepreneurial development. But even before I met him and came into relationship with he and his team, um, his wife, mm-hmm. I was greatly influenced by his thoughts, um, specifically yeah. on the topics of purpose. Um, yeah. And one of his quotes, so famous, basically um, says that, you know, the place that you find the greatest treasures, I'm paraphrasing, um, the greatest treasures um, mm-hmm. of people are in the grave. And that's because people have not fulfilled their purposes in life. They have allowed fears doubts, um, stagnant um, states of what they call failure, crises to prevent them from moving beyond those moments and have um, crippled them from what I call pursuing your purpose. And my platform is hugely about pursuing your purpose. Um, I see. It entails overcoming those things. So when I was young, reading all of his books, it really impacted me. I never knew that I would get to actually meet and work with him and him to really affirm my visions uh, that were given by by the Lord of course, um, as a young entrepreneur and to just to affirm how impactful he felt there was. And that coming from him as great of the influence that he has had and continues to have um, to this day. Um, I was Mm -hmm. just so overwhelmed with a a 
beautiful emotions and I, I, I relish in all the memories, but uh, again, that's the importance of writing your vision and making it plain through authors. Yes. That's why I feel mm -hmm. that writing on whether you're an artist um, and you create songs, whether you're, you paint, whatever you do that can have yes. a lasting impact on people that can help them to, um, get over uh, hard times, get through hard times that can motivate yes. them and specifically mm -hmm. for people reading people's books. Now yes. I write books to do the same thing. Your words last, your music lasts, your art lasts through history, through the next generation. And mm -hmm. I desire um, that to only have a portion of the influence that the late great Dr. Miles Monroe has had and continues to have on millions and millions and millions of people all over yes. the world. So I'm very grateful um, to have worked with him um, and to have been influenced um, entrepreneurially and spiritually as well by, by the, the late, great Dr. Miles Monroe. Well, that's, that's just amazing. Amazing that you and I can see that you actually carry some of his, his spirit with you, the way that you project yourself and the things that you've done in your life, you have, wow. you have um, developed, it says multimedia content yeah. and that you have appeared on various television productions such as Fox 50 yeah. and various national networks. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. So in that same vein of pursuing your purpose, I was zealous at one time about making sure this is before like you know you can just get on your camera and youtube and turn that camera on and you know broadcast to people all over this was when television shows were still a thing you know like you had to yes. go into the studio <laughs> and all those yeah. kinds of things but you know over a decade ago i really wanted to make use of every outlet um to impact positive change you know so writing is one way right but going mm -hmm. Uh, to interview like platforms like this right here, it gets before people who are inside their homes. So at that time, I had the great opportunities to uh, not only serve as a host on, you know, different mainstream um, networks, Christian television networks um, as a host, but also yes. as a, a guest to share mm -hmm. and empower people. Um, live television shows to answer questions, uh, people, yes. crisis, we're going through things, we're able to really empower them um, mm -hmm. in, in their moments of crises on television. But also I um, produced a radio show years ago and it was called Building Bridges. Um, and same thing, you know, the goal was to be able to share on another platform, you know, just reach mm -hmm. as many people as you can, as many ways as you can. So yes. that was the goal. We talked about same themes, just in a different mm -hmm. platform. People would call in and, you know, ask questions, dealing with different things. But, you know, I've just been very um, blessed to have the opportunity to experience different ways of production. But the point of it all is you want to maximize your gifts, use your gifts to influence positively as many people as you can. Yes. And now you have the great internet. All you got to do is get that camera up there and, you know, go for and what you, you go. Know. I just encourage people mm -hmm. who, you know, you have things that you've been working on, whether it's a new book, whether it's a, a artistry, whether it's music, whether it's a podcast, you know, yes. get into it, you know, practice makes perfect. And you just got to take that first step and, be yourself, um, stay true to 
uh, who you are. First of all, learn who you are <laughs> and be right. okay with that person <laughs> and share, you know, don't be afraid. You never know where it can take you. So pursue your passions, pursue your purpose. And Miss Israel, how do you stay um, humble as you are when you have had the opportunity to be on national platforms, to be mentored by the late, great Miles Monroe and all, and you have matriculated up into the higher epilons of society and, and you are yet very humble, just a very sweet individual. How do you maintain that? It takes effort to know that humility is a quality that will keep you in places where talent and skills may get you, but humility will keep you there. So what I'm saying is I've learned um, that humility is a character that characteristic, a character quality that is essential to um, what I consider success. It's biblical, first of all, to be humble. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yes. it's, it's biblical to, to remain humble, to not think of yourself more highly than you ought. It's, yes. it's biblical to put others before yourself. And no matter what um, you perceive that you can do so well, there's somebody else that can do other things. You know, like we all have certain qualities that we should be thankful for. I'm very thankful for those things, but there's a balance. And that's where you okay. realize that, you know, it's nothing that I did. Everything that I've done, I've been allowed to do it by the most High. You know, he okay. has empowered yes. me. He has equipped mm -hmm. me. He has allowed those things to occur. It's not, I'm not so great, right? And I think if we can keep that in our minds, he will use you at greater levels. So yes. the more you're able to do to positively affect um, people, impact, and that's a good thing. You know, you want to get more humble, right? That's that should mean you should be more humble because at any moment you can fall, and you know, pride comes before a fall. That's also biblical, that's, right? Right. That's right. But he that's is right. the great. Uh, I think Kendrick Lamar said. Stay humble, be humble, right? Yes. <laughs> Above all things. Above all That's things. right. That's yeah. right. Well, is there any last minute things that you would like to share with the listening audience before we close out this evening? No, I just hope that you guys have gleaned something from the conversation. I want to encourage those who might be dealing with um, any feelings of worry, fear, yes. anxiety. I want to encourage you to take advantage of some of those free resources that I mentioned. I also want to encourage you to not be afraid to reach out to someone that you trust and let them know that you are dealing with something that you feel is too heavy. That is not abnormal. That's an honorable thing to do. That is a sign that you are aware that you are in need of support and it's okay to need support. We all need it. So Take advantage of your resources, but don't be afraid yes. to reach out to those who mm -hmm. are closest to you that you trust yes. and share mm -hmm. your emotions. It's an honorable thing, specifically men, to yes. be in touch with your emotions. It's okay. We know that you carry so much and we need mm -hmm. you. So we need you to be healthy 
express those things to someone that you trust and know that it's okay to talk to a professional about things that you need assistance with. Just like you go to your doctor. And I know y'all don't like to go to the doctor either. <laughs> so <Right>. you don't <laughs> like to go to the doctor either, but both go to the doctor and also go to see someone professionally who can help you carry what you're carrying. That's excellent. That's just excellent. Well, I would like to ask you if you would dismiss us this evening in prayer for our listening audience that they might really be able to embrace what has been shared this evening on the topic of mental and emotional wellness, particularly anxiety, fear, and worry, and to solidify this so that the seeds that have been planted tonight, you know, <laughs> the Bible says that one man planteth and another man watereth, but God gives the increase. So we're believing, we are believing that the seeds have been planted tonight. And that they will be watered. We don't know when. We don't know how. And we believe that there's going to be an increase because of what you have shared this evening. So I definitely hope you. so. I de that is my definite hope and focus um, of this conversation. And I will say this. I'll definitely share some encouraging words. But when I pray, I do face the east. So I don't want to look awkward um, in turning around from you guys. So I'll just share some words. Um with you guys, unless you want to uh, end us with prayer. Yes, you can share some encouraging words and then okay. I will end us in, and I'll end us in prayer. Okay. Yes. Thank so, you so much. Oh, okay, of course you guys, I, I'm so glad that you have listened um, and that divine providence has thought fit to place you before us this evening, just to be able to hear about the topics of, mental and emotional wellness, because yes. it is an important topic that is going to help save someone's life. I really do believe that. Um, yes. By hearing certain things, sometimes in my own life, it has allowed me to realize that it was an issue. Like I didn't know certain things in my own life was an issue mm -hmm. until someone brought it to my attention. Sometimes you yes. get so used to feeling uncomfortable and diseased and unsettled that you begin to think is normal right that's right um, until that's right. someone shakes you awakens you and say hey no it's not normal to feel fearful it's not normal to feel anxious to the point where your body is being affected it's not normal to feel these feelings of worry and to the place where you're being affected um and where you're mentally not in a place of peace anytime right. you're out of a place of peace you're at a place of disease and any unaddressed disease disease will manifest in your body as disease right mm -hmm. so my point in saying all this to you is you're in the right place i'm so glad that you um have tuned in to listen i'm really mm -hmm. hopeful that you're going to hear something you have heard something that's going to motivate yes. you to know mm -hmm. it's okay to reach out for help and yes. if you happen to need any other assistance i'm sure that the words that are going to come from my sister here um, are going to further assist you on this evening thank you thank you so much and um we're gonna just bow and for word of prayer this evening and as we thank god for miss israel and for sharing from your spirit so freely and liberally 
I thank God that you were able to come and you were able to bless our audience with your very life, not only with your educational pursuits and all that, that the Lord and the Most High has done for you, but you have been able to take that and give it back to someone else. And I thank God just for the things that you shared with us. And it hasn't always been easy and that it's not a bed of roses, not for you, no, for I, and neither would it ever will be till we get to the place called heaven. But I thank God for your transparency. And I pray this evening that the Lord would give those under the sound of our voice a spirit that is strong, that is resounding, one that is not full of fear, one that is not full of anxiety, a spirit that's not so captivated with the cares of this world to the degree that is held captive. Lord, you told us in your word that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but you have given us a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. So I thank you, Lord God, that on this evening, before we release this podcast and move on to doing something else, that you would speak to those under the sound of our voices and let them know, Lord God, that they can let go of the fear, of the anxiety that's holding them, of the stress and of the worry, Lord God, that they could cast it, Lord God, at your feet and that they could leave it there and that they could believe, just like Miss Israel said, that they can believe, Lord God, that you are taking care of it, that they can get into their minds what we call as professional therapists, thought-stopping, that I know that we call it, Lord God, in the spirit world, we call it, Lord God, coming against the spirit that tries to overtake us. But it's the same thing that we're going to say a scripture such as God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So that when the enemy comes to us, with that situation that's so fearful and it produces anxiety and worry that we'll immediately, just like a pop-up blocker on a computer, we'll immediately say that scripture and we'll keep saying it, even if we have to say it 15 times in one hour. For God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind, and I'm gonna stand and believe just that. And I'm gonna have the capacity to think and to reason in an appropriate way. So Lord, we thank you right now for a sound mind. And I pray that you would bless my sister, pour back into her, Lord God, all that she has poured out tonight. Lord, let it be tenfold the blessing that you're gonna bestow upon her for what she has given to this listening audience this evening. Now, Lord, we thank you. We give you the glory and we give you the honor and we give you the praise that's due unto you. In the sound, master's name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Indeed. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for being our special guest this evening. You have definitely caused us to have to set the bar higher. Oh, wow. You're being here. That's amazing. So I just want to say, you guys, again, I'm Yaala. And if you guys want to connect, visit www.yayaisrael.com. I would love to connect with you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a blessed evening. 
Adios. Bye bye. Bye bye for now. Wow, what a conversation! Mental and emotional wellness, coping with worry, anxiety, and fear. And we are so grateful for our guest this evening, Yala Israel, our featured guest. Be sure to like, comment, and to subscribe to the Lotus Flower podcast. We air every Tuesday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, streaming live here on Facebook and live on the Lotus Flower YouTube channel. Now, as of tomorrow, I will be uploading the podcast to our audio platforms, whereby you'll be able to listen 24 hours a day, seven days a week to the podcast at your leisure. So I want you to not only listen on Tuesday evenings to the podcast and participate that way, but I also want you to become an actual subscriber to the podcast. So once again, be sure to go to YouTube, click on that subscription button, click on the bell, and each time that the Lotus Flower podcast airs, you will be notified in your inbox that that episode is live. And if you don't have an opportunity to watch it at that particular time, go back and watch it 24 hours a day, seven days a week at your leisure. And remember, it is the flower that blooms in adversity that is the greatest of them all. That is the lotus flower. Now stay tuned for station identification. Again, Lotus Flower Podcast, and I look forward to seeing you next week, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in the virtual space. I will have with me next week my niece, the lovely and vivacious Tamika Minor, better known as elect Lady Tamika Minor. She is the wife of Pastor Laquando Minor. That was our very first guest when we restarted the podcast. So Tamika Minor will be coming to us next 
Tuesday, 7 p.m. Standard Time with a very timely story of hope and resiliency. Stay tuned to the Lotus Flower Podcast. You don't want to miss an episode of what we are sharing here. Life-giving stories, life-giving narratives that will change your very narrative for the better. Once again, I am Dr. Pamela Robinson, the host of the Lotus Flower Podcast, bidding you a blessed and prosperous evening, as well as bidding you hope for the future, hope for your every decision that you make in this life. May your mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual well-being be one that is resilient and it is based and rooted in the word of the Lord and in his word and in his presence, you will never fail. Once again, thank you for joining me, Dr. Pamela, for the Lotus Flower Podcast. Have a blessed and prosperous evening. Bye-bye for now.